And then girls are having dinner that same night. Um, are they here? Have a blast. I picked like, the coolest place for it and I forgot. So. Mm, it's awkward. She'll send out a text. If you're not on the group me, talk to somebody in the room who knows how to do it. Because I don't. Maybe talk to Jaden. Yeah, I agree. Hey, talk to Jaden if you're not on the group me. I got yeah, you guys. Okay. Are you also IT? Don't even worry. <laughs> He's part of our IT department. The, uh, the IT department. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, we good? Yeah. Good, good, good. Chase, welcome home. Yes, Chase. Morgan, welcome home. Woo. Glad that you guys are back. When do you guys leave again? I got kicked out. Oh, okay. So you're here. Good. I'm here. Hey, I'm okay with that. Monday or Tuesday? Monday or Tuesday, that fast. Yeah. Frick. So we gotta like pray over you again tonight. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> if you want us to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, let's get in the word. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I uh, I've got a pretty exciting word tonight that I, I haven't been excited about something I've preached in a while. Nice. <laughs> Let me just be really honest. Yeah. Since guys retreat. Um. So I'm really excited about this word. Okay. So a uh, couple questions that I want everybody to answer as long as we're chatty. Um, what's a story, and I want to everybody, to, like, this is the only time I want you to raise your hand so it's not just Who has a story of a space of refuge that they have? Like, you know, you'll go to this place and you will feel refuge. Do I need to define refuge? Do you guys know what that word means? Huh? A little more for me, please. Like safety, like... You feel at peace. My mom's bedroom. Mom's bedroom. Oh, that's fine. That's what it should be. Everybody's. I know that everybody wanted to say that one, so it's cool. <laughs> that's a good guy. Yeah, that's awkward. Maybe listen next time. Okay. Okay. What else? What's another place? What's another place where you just find peace? Where you find peace? My bedroom. Bedroom. Yeah. Okay, what else? Mine's Can you? my closet. Okay. Let's Pantry. Nature. Pantry? My refrigerator? <laughs> did, who said that? <laughs> who, did you say refrigerator? No. Oh, like, <laughs> he said nature. He said nature. <laughs> it was like the refrigerator. I love that. Nice and chilly. That, that's, I feel refuge at Chipotle. Really? I'm a cute guy. Yeah. <laughs> Every the whole entire experience. <laughs> what else? Anybody have another one? If Josh Billy was here, he would say uh, "Garden of the Gods." Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. He would, he would definitely he would have been the first one to answer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The car by myself. The car. Cool. I love my car. My Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. What about Blake? What do you got, Blake? Yeah. You with us tonight? Or does like never feel safe? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Here's another question. Here's another question. Where's a who has a story of a time that you felt so safe, and maybe you even shouldn't have felt safe? My uh, my Jeep when I'm driving like either maybe into Denver or like into like North Aurora. Okay. Cool. What else? <laughs> you shouldn't feel safe in North Aurora. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, 
What else? Come on. You guys yeah. are being lame now. What? What's going on? I felt safe in my car. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah Do you have like a story though? Like, okay, I went to this place and I immediately felt peace. Um, I, felt, I felt safe. I felt a place of refuge. Well, I guess all the way back when uh, I had my old car. Yeah. Uh, what was the car? 91 Corvette. What? Oh, yeah. Your old car? That's cool. Yes, then I blew it up. Oh, but... well, shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> okay. Um, I was... It, 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 um, so I was... Yeah. I went to my grandma's house, um, and I left it there because I, I took her car and my grandma to my house, and then I went back, and it was... I don't know if you guys remember, I guess in the last year and a half, there was those... When it was raining, like, five days in a row, and it was... Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah. torrential downpour. Yeah. And I had to drive home from Littleton um, in that car. And I just felt completely and utterly just protected. Yeah. When I was in a rear-wheel drive car. Nice. Just driving. And I just had to go on C-470s. So that was terrifying. Yeah. I didn't feel scared once. That's good. I had a... Mazda MX-5 rental car. Oh, <laughs> I love the story. Yeah, it had the pink stitching. Freaking stellar car. It was awesome. And uh, I was driving it home in the bomb cyclone. I got trapped. And I, it was great. Where are you driving? I was sliding. <laughs> and it was just awesome. I felt just so, so at peace. Even though I was trapped in the middle of a intersection, I just was like, "This is great. <laughs> this Didn't is I awesome." Call you and ask you if you yeah, know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a good moment. What else? One more. Can somebody think of one more, Hannah? Um, I guess I wasn't like in danger, but last year I was going through a really rough patch, and we went to a high school retreat. And as soon as we pulled up to like the Kiki Ranch, I just instantly felt at peace. That's great. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, folks. That's a good story. I can share one. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, 14 years ago. Wow, look at this. Yeah. Um, Aging us. Um, so, in my country, growing up wasn't like the pleasure thing ever, being a Christian. And so, we, we've been moved, kicked out of our own house by the government. Oh, wow. And just take us to randomly places, and it sucks. But the most beautiful part that I remember was like when my parents sit down as a family and praise the Lord, and you just felt the love of the Lord there. That yeah, moment. that's awesome. Like that's, that was really cool. Like I look back, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like even though it was sucks to kick out in your own house. Oh yeah, can't even imagine. But in that moment, like just sitting around and praising the Lord, it's beautiful. That's cool. That's awesome. You know, as I was kind of preparing this, and I guess here's how I'll end the sermon. It'll sound similar to this. Jesus is refuge. Um, he is safety. He is peace. And um, all of those moments in your life, whether you can think of them or not, that was actually Jesus mm. taking place in your life, downloading himself into your life there, placing himself into that area. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's, that's who he is. He's refuge. He's peace. He's safe. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about um, a really, really crazy, amazing, mind-blowing, cool story. 
Um, and it's about three guys who should have felt very, very unsafe. But they knew who the Lord was, and they felt immediately safe. So turn to Daniel 3. You like my intro? Pretty good intro. Yeah, I rehearsed it in front of the mirror this morning. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for laughing. It was a pity laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I felt it. Daniel what? Daniel 3. Good story. Guys, a lot of 3s recently. Really? Yeah. Huh. I haven't noticed. Not guys, guys group we did. Oh, Ephesians 3, yeah. You're right. Past Proverbs. Um, did we do, uh, was it Genesis? We were in Past Genesis 12. Ask Isaiah? Oh. Yep. Yeah. Pastor Armani times four. It's right after Daniel 2. <laughs> Thanks. Ooh. Good one. Page 777. Seven, seven. Um, no, page uh, 1415. Who said that? Mine's 1415. Decoy phone? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is this good? Can you guys see? Yeah. No? Can you not? Is it just because you have bad eyes? <laughs> she was handing her the glasses. Come on, come on. Okay, uh, Daniel 3, chapter 1. Or, verse 1. <laughs> Nobody noticed. I should have just went with it. Okay. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. Uh, big. Cool. <laughs> just make sure that we're good. All right. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps. I think that's how you say it. It's just his guards. Um, the prefects and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, and the justices and the magistrates and all the officials of the providences and all of those people and to come to, to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Cool? Uh, yes, he brought the government to say, hey, this is the thing we're going to worship now, okay? The names of all the things don't really matter. The, if you want to dig into it, good for you, but it's just he brought the government, okay? Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. All right, verse 3. Then, yes? Yep. i got to read those things again. Then the satraps, 
the prefects and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of Providence gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, that thing, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Okay? Verse 6. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. He's angry. Verse 7. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, that thing, harp, and bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image uh, that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Okay? We all on the same page so far. So he's demanding them, hey, once you hear some music, you got to worship this thing. Cool? Cool. Weird? Very weird. Yeah, Won't be once I shine a little light on this. Verse 8. Yeah? Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and malicious, maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, that thing, harp, and bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the burning fiery furnace. Yes, reiterating everything that was just (laughs) stated above. Verse 12. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? They've appeared on the scene. Yes? Here they are. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought to him. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship my golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the whole, uh, when you hear the sound of music, not the movie, fall down and worship the image that I have made well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall be immediately cast into the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Underline that if you are into that. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, you have no need. Oh, sorry. O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Lowercase king, yeah? Cool. But if not, Be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury. 
and the expression on his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it's usually heated. Then he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Those men who were who th then these men were bound in the cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and the other garments, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Yes? yes. Verse 22. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound in the burning, fiery furnace. Okay? Verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his council, Did we not throw three men bound in the fire? They answered and said, King, true, O king. And he answered and said, But I see four men unbound walking in the midst of fire, and they're not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the government officials gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over their bodies. And even the hairs on their head was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire was upon them. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God promoted. Oh, there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the <coughs> province of Babylon. Wow. Okay? So, pretty dope, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's not lie to ourselves tonight and say that that's made up. Okay? That actually happened. That truly actually happened. And I'm, no, I'm not a crazy person. It actually happened. Can you believe that? And that's the same God that we serve today. That is wild. Yeah? Okay. Amazing story of a Jesus encounter. Yeah? And you see here... I'm going to kind of bring three new three angles to this story that maybe we've not thought about. But <laughs> you see how the words of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not change the king's mind. Do you see that? They said nothing that was like, oh, okay, all of a sudden I'm King Nebuchadnezzar and you have changed my mind. That's amazing. Okay, I won't throw you into the fire, right? Mm -hmm. You see how words didn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. But Jesus did. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. Do you understand that the fourth person in the fire is Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. Cool. I, I want to make sure that we're on the same page of that. That's Jesus. Mm -hmm. That is Jesus. And this is Old Testament. Mm -hmm. 
This is before he was born, you know? Do we understand this? Yes. Cool. I think this is amazing. And I guarantee... Um, wait. Did anybody... Here, I've got a question. Did anybody follow Jesus because somebody persuaded you into following Jesus? They persuaded you? Well, like as a kid, like your parents kind of like... Does that count? Does that count? Does it count? No. Yeah. You, nobody was persuaded. It's Jesus saying, all right, I'm going to blow up everything that you know, and I'm going to say, hey, here I am. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the way this is. I'm sorry, I've never been able to convince somebody that Jesus is Savior. I can't. I can't. I've never been able to do it. No matter how much I know, how little I know, how well I speak, how great I communicate, yada, 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 I will never be able to persuade somebody into following Jesus. You know? I used to think that all of a sudden I decided to follow Jesus. You know, all of a sudden, oh, I just follow Jesus now. No, what actually happened is Holy Spirit encountered me. Do you guys understand that? Mm -hmm. I heard the voice of the Lord tugging on my heart. And then wham, I said, Jesus, you're my king. And I can say that that's usually and probably your story too. Whether you realize it or not. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I've, I've never heard the voice of God. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. Or else you wouldn't follow Jesus. Right? It's Him. It's Holy Spirit who says, hey, Jesus is King. And you're like, oh, I had this epiphany. Oh, no. It's not you who had the epiphany. You just said yes. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. King Nebuchadnezzar had to be hit. And we'll talk about it a little bit later on. Had to be hit by the Lord. In order for him to say, okay, anybody who speaks against this God, rip them apart. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Okay. This story is three guys in unity, all in unity of who their God is. Mm -hmm. Right? They're so unified that even when they spoke, it said all of them said it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of weird? Okay. Usually it's like Peter said or Jesus said, no, it said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, what? They all said at the same time, like creepy people, <laughs> you know? Okay, we're in the stands, and now everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, it was, that's, it's that level of unity that these three guys had for their king. Do you understand this? Okay? I want to provoke you first to say, I want you to have the same unity with Jesus that they had. I don't care about the others, okay? It was cool that he used three people, but I want the Lord to use you and to unify you with the Lord, okay? Can I do that? Mm -hmm. Does everybody want that? Yes. Yeah? Is everybody okay tonight? We okay? Yes. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Cool. Marley, it's good to see you again. I want everybody to be in unity with Jesus in that manner where they know what's going to happen. Does that make sense? Isn't that beautiful? Yes. That's really cool. I think it's at least cool. If you don't, whatever. Okay? And I love the way they respond in, uh, when they all say that together in verses 16 through 18. Let me read that one more time. I just love it. And it's something that if you're into underlining things in your Bible, you should. 
They reply, O Nebuchadnezzar, you have no, uh, we have no need to answer you in this matter. But this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from that furnace. And we will deliver, and he will deliver us out of your hand. <laughs> but if not, do you see this? This is interesting. But if not, a lot of people think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are actually cornering God and saying, all right, God, we're pushing you into this corner, and we're going to expect this of you. And if you don't do it, right, that's not what they're doing. They say, but if you, but if he does not, may it be known that we will never serve your gods and will never worship your gods. Whoa. What a statement, right? Death right in front of their eyes, right? A furnace right in front of their eyes, you know? I would, that's like the, that is the worst thing. That's the worst way to die. Being burnt up. Oh, I'd rather freeze to death, you know? Yeah, 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 I would. If you think the opposite, frick, we'll pray for your salvation wow. later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but man, that's just, it's terrifying. They see the furnace. They saw him twist the knob in my mind. I, but I don't think there was a knob back then. But I see him twist the knob just like, oh, the, the expression on his face, he's just pissed, ugly, mad kind of thing. And just, oh, seven times, we're going to throw these guys in here. And they're like, no, you're a moron. <laughs> My God wins. And if he doesn't save us from this, just tell everybody that we didn't ever bow down to your idol. Isn't that amazing? I love this story. Okay? Confidence stewards encounter. Confidence stewards an encounter. They didn't back God into a corner like I was saying earlier. They were like, even if not, we will never serve these gods. So I want to process this through on a couple different angles. The first angle I want to look at is how often are we King Nebuchadnezzar? We'll start mean first, okay? And then we'll work and you'll all feel good at the end, okay? How often, <laughs> I promise, it'll be fine. We'll all go through this together. I had to go through it first, so we'll be okay, all right? How often are we King Nebuchadnezzar? We dig in our heels on who we believe God is. We say, nope, this is, this is who he is. I'm standing this right here. This is who he is. We dig in our heels on the way he should be served. This is the only way. If it's outside of that, you're weird. This is the only way. We dig on our heels the way that God is supposed to be worshipped. Like a kid throwing a tantrum in Target because they didn't get their favorite whatever. Cereal box. Cereal box. There you go. I was going to say Polly Pocket, but I didn't. Wow. <laughs> you're dating yourself there. <laughs> no, they make them still. They make them still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ask my niece. Loves the Polly Pockets. I don't get it. Okay, but we dig in our heels on what we think is quote-unquote truth. What we think God is. Do you understand this? Yes. How often are we King Nebuchadnezzar? Anything outside of these parameters that we put on God is false or weird. 
Like, oh, that guy did that? That's freaking weird. Well, Lex guy said, raise your hands in worship today. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> right? What is he doing? Samuel's over doing jumping jacks in the corner. What's he doing? You know? <laughs> you know? Anything out of our parameters. Anything out of our parameters gets weird, and that guy's a lunatic, and what God is he worshiping? Right? Yeah. <clears throat> The crazy thing is, King Nebuchadnezzar got people to buy into his methods. Mm -hmm. Hey, when you hear music, fall on your face and worship my statue. Mm -hmm. The even crazier thing is if people didn't buy in, he would burn them up. Yep. How fast do we do that? If you don't follow or worship God the way we see fit, I see fit, I'm sorry. I'm going to actually take hold of your judgment. And I'm going to light you on fire. Not literally. Unless you're crazy. Then we'll, yeah. <laughs> Pray for your deliverance. <laughs> you see, we create an image of God that is false. And not who he is. Oh, yeah, what did I even write here? We create an Sometimes we create an image of God that is false. And it's not who he is, and we do the same exact thing that King Nebuchadnezzar did. You understand this so far? Yes, this happened to me with the way I was raised, and the way it still happens to me today. I hear this, I feel like, every single week. That's not the God that I follow. Or that's not the God that works today. Or that's not how I was raised. I hear this probably every single week. One of them. Not all of them. Don't worry. Am I saying that I have a perfect view of God? No, I'm not saying that. I would be lying. But I think the beauty of how, how we... How do I say it without sounding freaky? I'll just say it. I think the beauty of how we lead at the home is that we don't want anybody to be content in the way they view God. We don't want anybody to be content in the way their relationship is with the Lord. We want everybody to be growing mm -hmm. in the Lord, and discovering new sides of His face. <laughs> if God was small enough that I could understand, He's no God that I want to follow. Do you understand how big our God is? I quote this all the time. But it's in the Bible. Holy Spirit has to search, search the depths of God in order to give us new truth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our God is that big. He's endless. He's limitless. He goes on and on and on and on. Right? Mm -hmm. On and on and on. He is that vast. He's that big that I can't lock him into a system. I can't lock him into a container. I can't put him in a box and say, this is the way this should be done. This is the way to be a Christian. Let's be really, really careful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? The way you have perceived God, great. Now go deeper. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. Because the things that I understood a long time ago are actually things that I now understand to be false. Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he is limitless. He has zero end. Mm -hmm. 
And we should take comfort in that because he's huge. Yes. He's amazing. Okay? That makes sense so far. Okay, cool. Sometimes the capacity at which we believe in God is the capacity we allow him to work in our lives. Do you understand that? If I believe him this much, I'm going to give him this much room to work. Yes, will he blow that up because he's God? Yes. But sometimes I'm like, God, no, that's not what you're actually saying when he is actually saying it. Right? Yes. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I think I know better God. Yeah. Right? Who's, who's had that conversation with the Lord before? Yeah. Actually, God, I think I have a better idea. Uh, I want to spend my money on this. I want to do my, I want to, what do I want to do with my time is up to me. All of these things. Yes? When the Lord is actually calling us into a place of holiness and drawing holiness out of us and saying, hey, I want you to be a set apart people. I'm giving you this to stretch you in this new way. I am downloading this into you for this mantle that I'm about to donate to you. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that who our God is? Do you understand that? The capacity at which we believe God in is the capacity we allow Him to work in our lives. Okay? King Nebuchadnezzar got really, really frustrated at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He got really, really frustrated when, he wouldn't, when they wouldn't bow down and worship his statues. Yeah? Yes. And on the flip side, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a large belief in God and boom, they saw him show up in a wonderful way. Right? I don't know about you guys. I'm not there. I'm not there. I struggle with that. If I saw a furnace, I'd be like, yeah, that's hell. I don't know if I'm ready to go to hell. You know? Like, that's scary. I know God. I know, I know, I know where I'm going, Lord, but, whoo, man. Are you, are you sure you're calling me into this? Okay. So I'm, you're not alone, okay? Even the guy who's talking about this, he doesn't fully understand it either, okay? But I want to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you guys to do the same. I want you guys to do the same, right? Even if it is right in front of our face, I want to be... That man who says, I will go, Lord. I will do that for you, God. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show up, okay, yeah, it'll suck for a little bit, but I'll be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you do show up, great. They can't deny it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't deny who you are, God. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Of, nah, I won't get into that. Okay? Last part on the king angle, okay? Did you notice in the story he turned up his rage and wrath about seven times than the normal? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he opened the furnace and the guards were killed? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you dig your heels in on your container that you put the Lord in, you're going to hurt people who have actually supported you and lifted you up, and you're going to probably hurt them. Mm-hmm. Do you understand this? Bummer. You know, kind of a bummer. Don't hurt people around you because of your limited view of God. Okay? Okay. Thank you, Samuel.
Um, yeah, cool. King ended up killing some of his posse. Yes. Okay, cool. King Nebuchadnezzar held his traditions higher than his belief. Okay. The motive of the king was a level of unity, right? Do you see what the king was trying to do? You see what King Nebuchadnezzar was trying to do? He was trying to unite people. Okay? It seems good on paper, and it, it is actually a good thing. Okay? Not the way he went about it, but unity is a beautiful thing, right? It says when they were in the upper room, everybody was united, and then Holy Spirit fell. Yep. Right? A lot of things happen when people are in unity. Mm -hmm. On the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus started glowing on the top of the mountain, they were in unity, okay? It's the way it goes. Oh, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they do amazing things together. They're in unity, okay? Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. So I want to focus on unity for a second, okay? Um, King, King Nebuchadnezzar put, um, uh, put this into effect as a spot of unity for his people, right? I want everybody, when you hear music, everybody worship. He put that in to unite his people, yes? Okay, he wanted to centralize worship at large, okay? This all sounds very, very good if it's towards Almighty, yes? But not when it isn't, okay? The only problem is that the motive wasn't pure, correct? His motive was actually... To unite people for his royalty and his reign. Yep. Okay? If we approach unity in the same way, it's probably trouble, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we lead our lives in a way to look... Uh, if we lead our lives in a way of look how great I am for the Lord, you will start a process of becoming Lord over your own life. You actually start to look like God over your own life. And God's character looks a lot like your character. Like, think of it this way. Like, if you were to lead worship, and you want everybody to see how good you sound and how amazing you perform on the stage, what are you actually doing? You're leading people into worshiping you. Do you understand this? Does this make sense? Okay? Or, if you're leading a prayer and you're just worried about how amazing you sound <laughs> what are you actually doing you're making people's focus shift towards you like wow he is just a prayer warrior <laughs> i hate that i hate when people say prayer warrior like no that's so wrong you're actually starting to look a lot like the pharisees in the new testament right you know, they got all dolled up and I put on their purple robes and put on their fancy, fancy bling bling and said, all right, I'm going to pray as eloquently as possible, not even to God, just so everybody can hear it. Mm -hmm. Scary, yeah? What's that doing? It's saying, hey, look at me, look at me, not look at God. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Cool. Unity... For the sake of just unity is dangerous. Unity for the sake of the Lord is very, very good. That's right. Okay? Unity for the sake of I want people to be coming to my church is scary. Unity for the sake of I want people to come to the Lord is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay? If, if anything that we do 
doesn't invest in the glory of God, be careful. Okay? If I do something and it doesn't glorify God, probably don't do. Okay? Does it make sense? Yeah. Cool. You guys with me still? Yes. Okay. This is kind of where I got um, geeked out a little bit, um, which is right here in my notes. So this statue, um, King Nebuchadnezzar actually had a dream before this. And he had a dream of this statue. The thing with the dream is that um, King, the, that the dream was the only, the only the head of the statue was to be gold. Okay, I can hear you, and it's going to be really fun for you guys, okay? So, yeah. Um, so his dream, this, this, the statue or the thing, was only, uh, the head was only gold, okay? But King Nebuchadnezzar made the whole entire statue in gold, okay? Does this make sense? Are we on the same page so far? Okay. Man, my voice hurts. No. I got coffee. <laughs> okay, so you understand the dream, the head was gold, but the what he made, the whole body was gold. Okay? God was actually giving a prophetic dream of what was to come. Okay? This is amazing. Tune in. If you're not listening, tune in. Okay? The Lord was giving him a prophetic dream of what is to come. Do you guys know the whole entire scripture of the body of Christ? Yes? You know this, where Christ is the head? Yep. And we are the body? Yep. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this dream symbolized that, hey, the royalty, the gold, the gem of the body is gold. Jesus. Yes? Yep. The rest, not. Understand? Yep. So what he was actually illuminating to King Nebuchadnezzar was, hey, Jesus is coming. He's going to be the head of the body. But what King Nebuchadnezzar did was, no, 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 no. We're all the head of the body. Mm -hmm. Do you see this imagery? King Nebuchadnezzar was so caught up in, I want to be God. I want people to worship me. I want people to buy into my system that he actually said, yeah, good idea, God, but my way is going to be better. Mm -hmm. Right? Hey, thanks for showing me that dream, but I see only through a lens that revolves around me yeah. and i'm going to make the whole entire statue gold does this make sense mm -hmm. okay this is amazing you understand if we're in unity with jesus um it's it's perfect that's where we should be yeah. but if we view ourselves at the same level of jesus yikes let me think of it let's think of it this way my finger can't think on its own mm -hmm. correct yep. it needs the head my brain to tell it what to do. Yep. It's not like if I chop my finger off right now, I'm not going to do it. But it's like if I chop my finger off right now or chop, chop my hand off right now, it would, its first instinct wouldn't be, oh, I need to go grab something. It would be there. It would just look like this. Maybe this. How is it? How do I do it when it's, I can't do it? Just, it would look like this. It wouldn't have any purpose. Because without the head, without my brain, it has zero purpose. Mm -hmm. You understand this? Yep. What King Nebuchadnezzar put into motion was, I am equal with God. I am God. I am rightly to receive worship. I am royalty. I am my own God. 
He said, I can control what else, what, what goes on. Yeah. Okay? Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. Any questions around this? It's okay. Yeah? We good? Yes. Cool. Isn't that amazing? Yes. We're the body of Christ. The body can't tell the head what to do. The body needs instruction from the head to do anything. Okay? Then Jesus, Jesus shows himself to him again as a fourth person in the furnace. And then boom. Okay, I believe. Yeah. Right? Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. Cool. Any questions on that portion? Unity is essential. But if we try to make unity for the sake of our, for our sake, then it's bad. Okay? But if it's for God's sake, it's really, really beautiful. Okay? Cool. Now let's look at it from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'll wrap up with this. Okay? This is the standard angle of which this story is preached, but um, they had such a deep faith in God that no matter what would happen, they knew their inheritance. Mm -hmm. They knew who their God was. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, they knew who their father was, and they carried that mantle of trust everywhere they went. They showed they knew who their refuge was, who their safety was, and it was in the Lord. Yes? Yes, sir. This was an amazing setup to get King Nebuchadnezzar to the Lord. Do you see a sliver of doubt in this story from the three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They're like, well, okay, here we go. And then, boom, God shows up. One of my favorite pastors says this, deep trust stands on the shoulders of deep faith. Deep trust stands on the shoulders of deep faith. When you know who your God is, you know your destination and nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Is that an excuse to be crazy and reckless? No. But when you know who your God is, it's okay. You can get through anything. This is just a story that shows that he can save you from a fiery, fiery furnace. Which is, he can save you from hell. Mm -hmm. yep. He can do it. It's who he is. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you think you are. He can save you. Mm -hmm. And you're worthy of that. Why? Because Jesus honored you with that. Mm -hmm. He said, no, you're part of my family. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Isn't that cool? Yes. Does that bring a smile to everybody's face or is that bad news to somebody in this room? You can't escape the love of God tonight. You can't. It's impossible. No matter how effed up you think you are. Right? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's not an excuse to continue. <laughs> but, like, hey, it's okay. Cool. We find refuge in the Lord. Even when that furnace was swung open... They felt the heat, you know, when you open a grill and you're just like, Phew, all right, that sucked. Or when you open my oven, I don't know why my oven is this way, but you open my oven and it's just like, whoa, I'm like, okay, jeez, I don't know if I want to go in that furnace, Lord, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Even when they felt the heat, they still walked in 
and it wasn't like the guards had to throw them in. The guards were already dead. What? The guards were already dead and they still walked in? That does not make sense to my brain. They're like, well, all right, they're dead, so I guess here we go. You know? What? And they were tied up. Yes? Amazing thing is, what? Wait, wait. Yeah. Amazing thing is, when we have this deep of faith and we walk into uncertainty with our hands tied, in this story, they walk out unbound. That's beautiful. What? So you're telling me that the Lord burnt up the metal chains, the, the cloth rope, the zip ties, whatever it was. Some of you guys are familiar with the zip ties. What? I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on. We can't laugh? Zip, I don't know what you guys don't get it. Oh, okay. I'm talking to too many church kids in here. Uh, sorry. She whiz. He can burn up the handcuffs. Does that help? She whiz. I was just making sure everybody was paying attention. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it looks like your IT guys got a lot of work to cut Katie's out. Katie's mom has to listen to this. I don't care. <laughs> There's other people who listen to this too. It's like, I'm not editing anything. Maybe one thing. Don't say it again. Don't say it again. Nothing. They got burnt up. So if you get arrested, sometimes they zip tie you. Sometimes they handcuff you. He can burn those up. Do you understand it? Yeah, they zip tied me. One of, my, one of my coworkers actually designed a reusable one. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy for that. Okay, so here's my point. They walked in handcuffed. Yes, by themselves. And then they, then King Nebuchadnezzar looks in there and says, Oh, hey, I thought, wait, there's four guys. Oh, and they're on top. What? Yeah, right? And then they walk out like, okay, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Can you like set the scene here? Set the scene here. That's amazing. That's amazing. What is this showing us? He can save us from hell. Great, good news. But also the bondage that we feel, he saves us from that. He's there with us. And he goes into the fire willingly. <laughs> And says, no, I'm going to save you from this. This is all a foreshadowing of who Jesus is. Do you understand this? (laughs) Jesus, when he died on the cross and said, it is finished, he meant it. Where did he go? He went to hell. I don't know if that's talked about enough. He literally went to hell. Why? Because he was so full of sin because of all of us. Do you understand that? Like all of our sin was born on that cross. So he was sent to hell. That's why he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And then what did he do? He said, na, 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 na. I stole the keys. I'm going up to heaven. Do you understand the foreshadowing in the story? Not only is he showing the king, Nebuchadnezzar, that, hey, Christ is the head of the body. And even when he rejects that and makes a gold statue, he's saying, well, okay, I'll, I'll still show up in this. He enters into the seven times hotter furnace and says, oh, hey, let me untie you guys real quick. You guys cool? You guys a little hotter. You good? 
and then they walked out unscathed. Didn't smell like smoke. Nothing, none of their clothes were burned. <clears throat> none of their hair was burnt. Some of you guys lose your eyebrows just because you're cooking too close to the stove. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Isn't this crazy? Do you see who Jesus is over your life? He, save, <laughs> he saves you from hell. He releases your bondage and he lets you walk out unscathed into freedom. And then he says, hey, tell every, you, hey, walk, walk out, walk out. You don't even say anything. They didn't say a word. They didn't say a word when they walked out. They didn't say, ha, told you so. No, they didn't do that. The king filled his own mouth. He filled his own mouth and said, Wow. Now, every time you hear music, now you worship their God. Hmm. What? And now, if anybody goes in opposition of their God, they go into the furnace. They get ripped limb from limb. Sorry, we'll, we'll I'll go off of what the scripture says next time. They get ripped off limb from limb. What? What? That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Did I excite anybody else in the room? I told you we were going to end strong. I told you. And then here we go. Jesus is refuge. You can walk into any situation and say, I got Jesus. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He is my safety. He is my refuge. He is my hiding place. He takes me under his wing and says, I've got you. I've got you. What? Isn't that beautiful? Yes, yeah, beautiful. Okay, cool. Now what do we do? Walk through it. We walk, walk in that reality. Mm -hmm. We walk in that truth, saying, I don't care what circumstance comes my way. Mm. If I were to make a t-shirt, it would be F your circumstance. Because I don't give a <clears throat> about it. Yes, will I listen to you? Sure, I'll listen to you. Okay, I will. Madison will listen to you better. Blake will too. <laughs> but what I'm saying is your circumstance doesn't define who God is. It doesn't. It doesn't define who God is. He's God. He's sitting on his throne and he's using the enemy as his footstool. What? He's using the enemy as his footstool? Like, okay. The only time I use a footstool is when I'm leaned back like this and watching... What show? My Little Pony. My Little Pony. <laughs> nah, that's... <laughs> okay, when I'm literally reclining. Yes, that's the only time I use a footstool. Right. And that's how the Lord is leading our lives, like it's nothing to Him. Because mm -hmm. He's that strong, He's that big he's that limitless he's that powerful and the work has already been done isn't that beautiful does anybody just want to run into a wall right now of how excited they are isn't this amazing 
I feel like I could jump 5,000 feet right now. It's so cool, right? Because that some of that stuff wasn't even in my notes, and the Lord just showed it to me right then and there, right? That's amazing. It's a foreshadowing of who Jesus is over every single person's life in this room and outside this room, right? Just because you're in this room, cool, you're special. Congrats. I'm just joking. You're not special. Everybody has this access. Everybody has this access. And what if we were to walk in this freedom? It says in Scripture, by His stripes, we are free. Walk in it. He doesn't just say things to say things like your friends do, right? They don't... Frick, man. Like, what? Dang. It's amazing who Jesus is. It's amazing who He is. And it's amazing who the Lord is. Like, this was in Daniel 3. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. He did it again. He walked into the fire again for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Good news? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or is this bad news to somebody? Is this bad news? You thought you could run away from God? Sorry. Not tonight. You can't run away from Him. Mm-hmm. He cares too much about you. Yeah. And He loves you enough. And says, I don't care. I'm going to love you, and I've already saved you. And I've already done it for you. So now walk in the abundance of who I am. Amen. Walk in the abundance of who he is. Can we do that? Yes. Can we try it for a week? Can we just try it for one week? Can you imagine what this week will look like? Just try it for a week with me. Okay? And then next week, we'll all come together. I guarantee we'll all be really, really excited to worship the Lord. Because we'll hear music, and that's the way our minds are tuned right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like there's something way over your head, it's okay. He's got victory over it. Yeah. Amen. If he can walk into a fiery furnace and save three dudes at the same time, he can save you and everybody else all over the world at the same exact time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Cool? Yep. Can we carry this? Yeah. yeah. Can we be excited about this? Yes, sir. Can anything F with us now? <laughs> nah. Nah. Nah, man. Nothing can. We got Jesus on our side. Yeah? We have the power of Jesus. Isn't that cool? Okay. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for me. Actually, if you would, if you're close to somebody, just lay your hand on them, okay? <laughs> Not in their mouth. <laughs> Not in their ear. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> and I just want—I I don't want to pray over us tonight. I don't care anything special. My voice hurts anyway. So just let's just pray over a release of freedom over every single person in this room. Yes. And more importantly, the person that you're touching, okay? Yep. If you're touching somebody, pray, okay? Mm-hmm. For them. Everybody know their name? Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now we know everybody's name. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Ready? Yes. Okay. So I want you to pray a release of freedom, a release of Jesus' mind, (laughs) if I can say that, over every single person in this room, 
All right, three. Hey, if you would do it out loud, okay? I don't. I know it makes some of you guys uncomfortable, but it's an easy prayer, okay? Yep. Even if you repeat yourself over and over again, saying the same thing, great. Do it. The Lord listens, okay? Mm-hmm. Hey, did you hear me? The Lord listens. Nobody else is listening to you because they're talking, <laughs> okay? Nobody's listening to you, okay? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Jesus, I just uh, lift up my hand to you right now. That, uh, there's just uh, just showing that you can walk with him.